Hello. Thank you for listening to Bomb Squad Podcast. I would like to record a podcast. Jigsaw. I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. I'm Austin Zwiebelman. I'm Joseph Renick. I'm Rain Conversi. I'm gay. And today we're talking about Spiral from the Book of Saul. Uh, I don't know about y'all, but I'm really excited to uh, talk about this movie. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be really awesome and, and interesting. to. T- what I really think is that it's going to be... Austin, why the... F- what? Your, your thing's making a weird static noise. I hear it is? static too. Yeah, okay. Hold on. Let me fix it. I can. I think I know what's wrong. <laughs> it was like every other sentence was just... <laughs> It's just like every other, I don't know. This is <laughs> what? Oh, Bomb Squad Productions. I would like to play a game. This was premeditated. I would like to play a game. This is not Tanner speaking anymore. This is a different entity entirely. Oh. Earlier today, I ran into Tanner while he was jogging down the street. Not a care in the world. I pose such as some sweaty homeless man thinking he wouldn't think anything of me. But I'm here now. And I'm here to play a game. You don't know me, but I know all of you. Every week you come onto this podcast acting all high and mighty. Like your opinion matters, shitting on filmmakers ten times as talented as you. I've hijacked your friend's video feed to tell you this. His apartment is currently rigged with several explosives. You must give a fair, honest, and kind opinion of Spiral in this podcast. And if you do not, Tanner will die. You know the rules of the game. Don't let your friend die. We can finally kill him, guys. We can finally be. At, we can finally be. Dead. All right, hold on, hold on, guys. I think I have it fixed. Staticky still there? Is it still there? No, you're good. You're good. Is it is gone? Is the static gone? It is gone. Y'all good? I, sorry, that took a minute. You're good. I couldn't hear you guys for a second. Was every, is everything was everything good? Yeah, we were just um yeah. Okay. Before we start talking about Spiral, I want to talk about our general opinions of the Saw franchise up until this point. Are you a Saw super fan? Do you hate the franchise? Was this maybe your first fucking movie in the franchise? I'm going to go ahead and start with Joe. All right. Um, so I would say that I am a Saw super fan. Saw, the very first Saw was one of the first R-rated movies I ever saw. It's also one of the first, yes, pun intended. <laughs> um you, have you seen Saul? <laughs> it's also it wasn't the first that that spot that that's held by Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the second horror franchise I ever got into. It, it holds a special place in my heart for that. I want to say I watched this in like middle school, and I've just been a fan ever since. I, I love pretty much all of them except for one. We'll talk about that later. I was going to use this for a bit, but. I do own a jigsaw mask. I went as him for Halloween one year. Show us the photo. And, yep, I'll I'll show you the photo. I I, I met Tobin Bell himself, and I got his autograph. Is he scary in person? Um, So here was my encounter with him. 
I, I I've gone to conventions before and I've met some pretty big names. I've met Stan Lee. I've met Karen Gillan. I've met Evan Peters. I've met Sean Gunn, Brandon Rao. Like that's, I, I've met some pretty big people. And honestly, when the second person that you ever meet that's like super famous is Stan Lee, you can pretty much handle anybody. So I go to this horror convention to, to uh, promote my movie because they also had a film festival at this convention. Uh, I was promoting Double Bill. Tobin Bell was there. And I was like, okay, well, I'm here promoting my movie. I'm going to go meet Jigsaw. The second I got up to his table, I was so fucking starstruck that I was terrified because I just took one look at him and I was like, it's Jigsaw. Yeah, I would do the same damn thing. I wouldn't. It got even worse when I got up to him and he started talking. Because if you hear how he talks in the movie, that's just how he talks in real life. It's actually the voice changer is how he talks in real life. His normal voice is actually digitally modified. (laughs) But yeah, no. Uh, Other than, yeah, just like that. Dude was a swell guy, and it was fun to watch him riff with uh, Shawnee Smith, who was uh, Amanda in that franchise. It was fun to watch. Wait, Amanda Young was there? Yeah. Yo, dog, you met two big players. It was fun to watch the two of them riff on this guy who answered their phone during their Q&A. I mean, someone was on his phone, he got chastised, you know? Because, yeah, no, this guy at the Q&A just started talking on their phone. Like, they took a call and everything. I'm happy to be with you. Can you get off the phone? (laughs) And then everybody called them out on it. I bet they were in a jigsaw trap later. That's what he said. The 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 bear uh, the bear the reverse bear trap. Thank you, Austin. Uh, I believe you're very similar to me in regards to how you feel about the Saw franchise. But go ahead. I also have something in common with Joe. It was one of my early R-rated movies. First R-rated movie I saw was John Carpenter's The Thing. Right? Hell yeah. I was very scared of horror movies, but for some reason, The Thing was okay because my father watched it with me, sat down in the den at our old house, and, you know, got through the movie with me. And he did the same exact thing with Saw. So then at that moment, I was like, you know what? This isn't that scary because I had my dad. So then I got really into horror movies. And for the, like, early part of my cinephile journey, it was all horror movies. That whole thing, my whole being a fan of movies... It got kicked off by seeing Saw 1 with my dad. So then, you know, you got some loyalty there. Every Halloween, it was Saw. Eventually, I got old enough to go see these in the theaters. And I got to say, some of my favorite moments from the Saw franchise are the brain surgery in Saw 3. I thought that was really graphic because I was little and I was like, oh, this is crazy. I believe the endings of 5 and 6 were super nuts in the theater. And then... Got a really personal one here. I was in the line to see Saw 4 with my childhood best friends. And there was this girl from my school. And she was in line to go see B-Movie. And I went and I actually asked out my first girlfriend. First girlfriend I ever had while I was in line to go see Saw 4. Tobin Bell, (laughs) real player, real wingman. Pulling out for our homie Jigsaw. Gone too soon. Not Tobin Bell, Jigsaw. My whole love life is for John Kramer. Pour one out for the homie. (laughs) Pour one out for my boy Kramer from Seinfeld. Rain, from what I understand, Spiral is your first Saw movie. Is that right? Correct. I am like a, um, I'm like a character in like, um, in your typical, typical like Lovecraft story where you live in blissful ignorance. And then one day (laughs) you, you have this knowledge thrust upon you, this 
knowledge you can't handle, and now you're just a at best a husk of your former self, and that's where I am today. Yeah, I, I kidnapped Rain. I said, "Take me to the theater. Take me to the theater," and he took me to the theater, and it was great. And uh, I seeing it with someone who, okay, gonna let the shoe drop. I am probably easily the biggest Saul fan in the group. I fucking love Saul. It has been a October tradition for me for five plus years now to marathon all the Saul movies back to 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 back. I remember the first time I saw. So my first time watching the first Saul movie was you have to understand Saul 7 came out in 2010. I was 12 years old. I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies until I was 14. And I more or less followed that rule. I had a friend who was obsessed with Saul. I sort of lived vicariously through him. I remember the day we hang out, hung out after he saw Saul, the final chapter. And he was like, Dr. Gordon, Dr. Gordon. And I went, what do these things mean? And he went, you'll see, you'll see. Like it, it turned into Yoda from the Empire Strikes Back. It was real weird. So when I turned 14, one of my first priorities was I'm going to watch the Saw movies. And I remember one fateful evening, October 13th, 2012, I watched Saw 1 and I fell in love immediately. The next night, Saw 2, Saw 3, Saw 4, 5, 6, 7. And that's when the tradition started. So, oh my God, it's been nine years. Next year will be my 10th straight year of watching all the Saw movies for Halloween. I love the Saw movies. They're goofy. They're fun. I like torture porn, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I don't really. That's the funny thing about the Saw movies is like, I like the traps, not for the torture porn. I like the traps because I like the creativity of the traps and how crazy and weird and mechanical they look. It gets me real excited, you know, and I love the goofy ass writing where the writers kept consisting of being like, how do we top ourselves? How do how do we go to a next level? How do we top ourselves each and every movie? And they got more convoluted and stupid and then went back to predictable for this last one. But we'll get to that when we get to that. It's so convoluted and crazy. And you'd think, wow, these movies suck. And yeah, most of the Saw movies are probably really bad, but I love them anyway. I am a Saw super fan. And let me tell you, when I heard that another quote-unquote Saw superfan went to Lionsgate and said, yo, I want to revive the Saw franchise. Two years after they already tried and failed to revive it. <laughs> Sadly. I was, uh, I, I've warmed up to Jigsaw. I still don't like it that much. But I was pumped because I think having a fan, at least behind the driver's seat somewhat, would be a good idea. And we'll get into how well I think Spiral from the Book of Saw works in general. But one of us, unfortunately, has to be the hater of the group. So, Rain Convert, no, Joe Vrenick, why did you hate uh, Spiral? Uh, Saw is one of those, it's like like a Friday the 13th, it's like a Nightmare on Elm Street, it's like a Halloween, you go in with like a series a of, yeah, they're, they're staples of the series, you go in with a checklist. Jigsaw, whether he's alive or dead in flashback form or in the present, a twist at the very end that just completely fucks up the timeline and makes it even more convoluted than it already is. A trap room that's mostly like where the entire movie is. Well, not trap room, like trap house, where like the entire movie is set. Kramer rapping. Let's go. Um, Yo, my name is Jigsaw, and I'm here to say. Oh, creative traps, over-the-top over, over the top gore that's 
like kind of disturbing, but fun based on how creative the trap is. This movie, it doesn't check off a lot of those uh, lists, those uh, trademarks. It doesn't check those off, those boxes off. And that would be fine, but the movie around it has to be good. And I don't think the movie around it was good. Interesting. Do you think, I, I want you to continue with your thoughts, but I have just a real quick question. Do you think that if you had known going in that this movie was trying to be pretty different, would that maybe have helped you like it more at all? Honestly, I'll say this. Had this not been a Saw movie, I think I would have actually appreciated at least a little bit of it. Okay, that's fair. But because it has the Saw name to it, and it is connected by, like, a thread to the Saw franchise. Wait, I thought the Jigsaw Killer was dead. It's a Saw movie, so it certainly hurts it. And I'll kind of get more into my thoughts about that particular point later. Austin, uh, what about you? I'm pretty sure you're more in my camp, but what did you think about Spiral? Since I was 10 and started watching, you know, more adult movies uh, with Saw, I have seen An Elephant Sitting Still. I have seen Panther Pancali. I have seen Three Colors Blue. I went to film school. Ah! I know what these are. <laughs> okay? My bar is not like Palme d'Or. My bar is not Best Picture. My bar for Saw movies always is, can they create a story where the traps feel like they organically fit into the universe? Is the Jigsaw Killer making sense inside of this story? What are they doing with the new Jigsaw Killer? And let me say that bar was met. This story does fit another tale with saw traps in it. And as far as it is, like, how high can it climb to be a real movie? I gotta say that there weren't any crazy character arcs, and the performances weren't super, you know, crazy. They, they, nobody really was uh, given this the kind of push that you would see if it was like a, a, a new uh, Oscar bait drama film or something. This is still just a Saw movie. It keeps a certain level of intensity for a very long time. The gore is okay. But I felt that because of the subject matter for this new Jigsaw Killer, some of the ways that they try to innovate the series with something that hadn't been there before, this new element introduced, honestly, uh, by the end of my experience sitting in the theater, I actually liked this a lot for it being a Saw movie. I, uh, I've been there for every single one, a lot of it in theaters. I've had some rough nights with this series, and Spiral wasn't one of them. I actually Saw 5! Yeah, I actually had a really good time with Spiral for a Saw film. If you are a fan of Saw, Spiral is probably going to be a very good time because you saw that shit that we saw. And this this is not Saw 4. This is a, a solid Saw movie. Rain, this was your first Saw movie. And I believe your words coming out of the theater was that was a mediocre seven ripoff. Yes. So yes, 100%. <laughs> what did you think of Spiral? It was a mediocre seven ripoff. I, um, All right, moving on. No, I'm kidding. Keep going. Honestly, you could you could just end it there. I <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. I disliked it more than I liked it. Uh, honestly, most of my enjoyment was just seeing it with a super fan like Tanner. 
it was um I think I started vibrating at my seat when that guy was getting his fingers pulled out. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And I was just Yeah, it was a, a mediocre seven ripoff that occasionally turned into what I assume a seven movie is where it's just someone being tortured and it's just and then like, oh, I don't want to watch a seven that movie. Seven two, seven three, seven four, well, seven five, of- seven six, seven seven. I don't have too much to say on this, really. It's just... um, I probably would have actually much preferred either a Seven ripoff that wasn't a Saw movie or a movie that was just a Saw ripoff over this. I'm not going to lie. One thing I really liked about Spiral is it abandoned all the baggage of those old movies. Spiral didn't make me dizzy. That was the weirdest thing about being a Saw fan was they built this insane Pepe Silvia web of all of these interconnected plot points that were always very just uh, underwhelming. And this Dr. Gordon was working for Jigsaw all along. But it was finally free. Just a new storyline where I wasn't like seeing a bunch of faces from the other movies and having to know who was whose uncle, who was whose mom. It was so refreshing compared to the other ones. It felt like doing less work than the later Saw films. (laughs) That is totally fair. That's fair, but that's also kind of the fun of it. It's the fun of it, yes. But for me, it's also why it's one of my favorite Saw movies now. I love the dizziness as much as the next guy. But it was refreshing to see something new in the universe. Like, yes, I love the stupid twist. And honestly, I don't think I'd be as nice to it if it didn't have the Saw name attached to it. I'll be fully honest. It's completely a, well, it's a Saw movie. I have to like it thing, I think. But I had a great, first off, it's my favorite movie of the year so far. I haven't seen a lot of movies this really? year yet, but I would, yes, I would call it my, it, number one, just really? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yes, I would call it my favorite movie of the year. This is the guy who really likes Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, I have weird opinions, guys. I liked Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, everyone here did. What? Why are we weird? <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to stay in my top 10 by year's end, but I, I rated it four stars. I really, really had a great time with it. I thought it had more interesting stuff to say than... Any Saw movie aside from Saw 6, you know, the one where he goes after the insurance executives, because that fucking rules. Hashtag Obamacare, hashtag Jigsaw care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But it was interesting seeing a movie where it was like, yeah, cops suck. I thought that was an interesting angle to go at it for a Saw movie. Yeah, I will say for like a Hollywood uh, movie this I would give it like a a B minus or at least a B on like social social critique like it, it could have been better but like considering like who's making it like you can only ask for so much it wasn't quite full it wasn't like full-blown bad appleism there was definitely talk about the system being bad yeah which i appreciated it all felt very surface level to me oh yeah of course it is oh he's right it is surface level i don't expect much from a saw movie the fact that it, it said anything well, at all was well, amazing well, the problem with that for me, though, is it, it feels like it wants to say something. It, it feels like it wants to be nuanced. Yeah, it wants to be Chris Rock's new stand-up special. Oh, I know what you mean. So surface level. I'll even say this. I'll even go this far. Because it. I, I, I kind of found some comparisons between this and Joker. Oh, a movie I hate. Are you about to call out my hypocrisy? That's not a bad analogy, actually, now I think about it. The reason why I compare it to Joker is Joker really wants to say something about classism and mental health care, and it falls on its face. It's also a movie that wants to fit into a like well-established franchise like Batman, and it feels very out of place. You know what? I think that, that comparison kind of works. 
if I came in knowing like, oh, this is trying to be a critique on um, police culture and um, just how the police is, I would probably have been a lot more critical of how it um, was interpreted or how of its execution. But because I had I was like, oh, it's a Saw movie. It's going to be dumb. Probably. I was happy with whatever I got. And speaking of being happy with whatever you got, there was one thing I was nervous about going in that I wanted being happy with what I got. I love Chris Rock. I think he is a very, very funny man. I think he's one of the most brilliant comedians to ever live. I haven't seen that new Fargo season. So I was a little nervous about the prospect of Chris Rock's serious actor because a big thing with Chris Rock's chick is when he yells, it sounds funny because he's built his brand around that kind of thing. And for like the first first act, I remember thinking, oh, no, oh, no, it's just just a bunch of Chris Rock's stand up bits with saw traps squeezed between them. And for the first third of it, I thought it kind of was. But after that, after that, when the traps started getting more fun and I kind of kind of got invested in the storyline a little bit, because uh, if, I don't know if you notice this, this movie has a dad. Therefore, it is one of the greatest movies ever made because dad's <laughs> rock. Austin's like trying Austin's like what (laughs) I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut dad's rock Chris Rock is sort of the focal point of the movie if he works for you I think the movie works if he doesn't work for you the movie probably falls flat on its face for me I thought he brought a lot to the movie and I think in the second half his serious moments work there's a specific shot in the trailer and it's in the movie of him walking towards the camera slowly after that wax trap where I thought it looked kind of goofy in the trailer, but in the context of the movie, it worked more for me. Joe, I'm actually really curious. What did you think about Chris Rock in the movie? He was very 50-50 for me. Okay. Um, I would say that the second half is when he really begins to shine. Okay, so we, we agree on that. His second half is better than his first. Because by that point, it's like shit is actually beginning to hit the fan and actually things are beginning to like be taken much more seriously by that point. And also, we also got to keep in mind, Chris Rock's introduction. He's making jokes about Forrest Gump. I got angry at that in the theater. I got angry at that because <laughs> yeah. I said, you don't understand. Jenny Jenny was raped by your dad. Yeah. I hated it just because I thought, oh, they think this is funny. This is stupid. I hate this. I think it's clever. Yeah, they think they're the first people to say this. I felt like those people that hate the Halloween 2018 movie, where they, like, the humor in that just didn't work for them. And, I mean, in some places, they're kind of right. It enhances it. I honestly kind of felt like those people, like, oh, God, they think they're funny. They're trying to make this funny. Yeah, that that's what had me very worried. But, yeah, as Chris Rock... Uh, his performance begins to get better, like, as the movie progresses. Austin, what did you think of Chris Rock in the movie? Okay, um, I, I took a few notes. So uh, I saw this movie alone because my husband didn't want to go see it because he thinks Saw movies are scary. <laughs> let's let's laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to see this with an audience that was mostly pro- comprised of uh, black folks. And so a lot of that like laughter was contagious. I took notes at some of the big moments that I also like too. You can give a woman 600 Tuesdays and it ain't worth three Saturday nights. That's a good line. <laughs> you nodded at me like we were the only two black guys at the mall. <laughs> that was that a good one. That was funny. I just found out Pilates doesn't even exist. <laughs> Even without that, I still thought that those were 
pretty funny lines. But um, getting into, like, some serious shit, not just, like, lifting his material for quotes, um, I thought that he was a lot better. Chris Rock was a lot better when he was bouncing off of somebody else. Two people in particular was Max Minghella, the the guy who played Shank. The partner. Yeah, yeah, the partner, Shank. And uh, Samuel Jackson, like, it was very sparse, the, the scenes where him and Samuel Jackson were together. Maybe it's like two or three scenes. Uh, two like, scenes. Yeah, like a flashback and stuff. But, like, it's really exciting to see them on screen together. Chris Rock, when he's not all by himself in this movie, is pretty great. But they did something that frustrates me. So I, I think it's uh, – there's a scene in the movie where he's, he's like uh, – I think he's found a, a dead pig in a car or something has happened. And he's, he's like, looking all solemn. And then it does this cut to a fake – like, a fake cut of him screaming, like, ah! Like, this is the yep. Joker in Suicide Squad. <laughs> and it was such a bad decision. I remember this. I, I agree. Rain, didn't you and I laugh? I laughed, and then you had to like you tried reassuring me. This is it's a song; they gotta do it or something like that. You said. I think I was just I think I was Stockholm syndrome myself to understand. I was more confused when that happened. They normally only do that when there's people in traps, not when people are trying to act. Ugh. Yeah, it was a weird call. Maybe the editor put it in as a joke. <laughs> they got left. In. He forgot to take it out. <laughs> when, yeah, and then they they showed it to producers and Chris Rock and everyone. They all laughed. It's like, oh, that's pretty funny. Um, then they uh, went about their day, and they assumed they were going to take it out, but then they just never took it out. <laughs> they just that, forgot uh, to. It's that yeah. angel in the morning bit from It Chapter 2 all over again. <laughs> Rain, Chris Rock in the movie, what'd you think? Not too much to say. I do, the difference in his performance from the first half and the second half is very noticeable. I assume there was, um, well, it was definitely intentional. I thought it was... It was interesting, like, having him... It did almost feel like a borderline uh, stamp routine, some scenes in the first act with him. But uh, as it went on, I thought he did, a like, a commendable job, like, with the dramatic performance. I didn't think it was anything, like, out of the park. It was just, like, a perfect... Like, he did what he needed to do. Definitely not like his, um... Not like his grown-ups alum, Adam Sandler, with, um, Click. His... That, that big drama he's in, Click. Click rules! That's nice, Tanner. He's okay. He's pretty okay. That's that's my final judgment for him. I will say my favorite scene with him in the movie was that scene where, where they do the fake out with the saw, where they make you think mm-hmm. he's gonna have to cut his way out, and then he's like, "Oh, there's a lock, he, a lock pick," and yeah. I thought that was cute. Some people are complaining. It's like, how does the person who's doing the jigsaw ripoff understand that? How would they know about that? And I went, "Sure, but shut the fuck up. It's it's a movie. It's trailer bait." I can I don't care. That. I loved it. I remember seeing that, and I'm like, they're they're going to do some sort of subversion. And then they did, and I'm like, oh, actually, this was kind of clever. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having my back here, Joe. <laughs> I, I'll, have your, I'll have your back on that. I will say, though, that uh, scene also contains what I thought was my favorite trap of the movie, was the glass bottles getting shattered and just going to that guy's back. It's very gruesome in a very subtle way. Because it's not like over-the-top gore like some of the other traps in the franchise are. That one's very subtle, but it feels just as devastating. And I actually really feel Chris Rock being like, oh, I have to save this guy. It's it's very effective, and I thought it was just a great trap. And I think most of the traps in the movie were great, but that one was my favorite. Joe, I know you don't really like the movie much, but do you have a favorite trap in the movie? Like, one you did enjoy? So I do, and I'll kind of get into... uh 
the rest of like I'll, I'll kind of get into my opinions just on the traps in general. Oh, of course. Uh, but my favorite trap in this entire movie was the cold open trap. That one's pretty great. Yeah, the, the guy uh, chases this guy down into a subway tunnel and then wakes up in a trap where he is strapped to this thing. His tongue is on this trap thing. He has two minutes to escape from it or the train will hit him. And the only way to do that is to, like, pull it off and rip his tongue off. Oh, it's so grogy. And it's the most appropriate place to have, like, a very brutal trap like that. Because that, that's kind of the thing with Saw movies is they'll have, more often than not, it's usually, like, the most brutal trap play out first. And then they'll have, like, the creative ones play out throughout the rest of the movie. So I thought that was a very appropriate use of brutality. And I think it really, it set the tone really well. And then it cut to Chris Rock talking about Forrest Gump. And then it just plummeted after that. Honestly, I think they should have like maybe cut to the scene of him, a different cut of the scene of him yelling at his boss. And then it could have gone straight into the, like just that weird undercover scene just did nothing for me. Because honestly, it confused me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, same. I was like, wait, um, what? Is he a bat? Wait, wait what? That was an undercut. What? <laughs> that kind of leads into um, kind of one of the complaints that I have about the traps in this. Like, like say, for instance, like a Friday the 13th. Not not Friday the 13th. That's probably a bad example. Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. Um, you go into a Nightmare on Elm Street for the kills in that. You go into one of those movies to see creative kills. And it, more often than not, they're kind of funny. Like, yeah, they're they're brutal, but more often than not, they're so over the top that you kind of laugh at them. And that's kind of what the later Saw movies did. Seven especially. <laughs> this one, I wasn't enjoying them as much because oh. th- these honestly felt brutal in not the, like, kind of fun way that I'm used to with a Saw movie. Like, th- they just felt really... <sighs> I don't know. I I feel that there, there was a level of brutality just throughout it that it wasn't like Saw sequel fun. It was just disturbing. And that's yes. not what I go to a Saw movie yes. for. Hard yes. Hard agree. Like that, as creative as that fingers trap is, or even the hot wax one, I, I actually kind of had a hard time watching some of these. And yeah, which is interesting because this is also the guy... Me speaking, I am the guy that has seen Cannibal Holocaust a couple of times in my life. I, I, I can handle these things. But for some reason watching this, I had to look away. I See, I had to look away too, but I do that with all the Saw movies. So maybe I'm just a weirdo enjoying these movies wrong. Austin, favorite trap. So um, I noticed something. All the traps in this movie seemed like Amanda traps where you can't actually get out of them. And, and I think that was purposeful. Then there, uh, do you remember the um, the Saw 4 bedroom trap with the man tied to the bed who has to gouge his own eyes out? Oh, yes, God. I, re- I remembered something when I first saw Saw 4. I was looking at how that all played out. They managed to rip off all of his limbs and make him gouge his eyes out. So it was like my word for maximizing harm to the person without them ever escaping. You know, they have to, like, all the bad things possible happen to them. 
So all the traps in this also felt like that. Like, oh, if you pull off your fingers, you won't get electrocuted. Well, he does pull off his fingers and he gets electrocuted. They all felt like that. It was very odd. I, I suppose police chief lady didn't pierce her spinal column. But, but my favorite parts of the movie that are supposed to satiate what the traps normally do was actually when the guy got flayed, uh, because I think that's the most inhuman thing people do to each other is, is peel everyone's skin off. Like that is the craziest shit you could put in a movie, but it's not a trap. It's just a murder. So fucking <laughs> my favorite gore shot from this movie is just their little like framing of like, like it's barely in there of that body window skin. And uh, as far as like, if I really was gun to my head, I have to answer the question. Obviously it's the glass trap. That thing was creative. Yes. I love the glass trap. Brain. I guess this oh. is a weird question to ask someone who doesn't really care about the Saw movies, but <laughs> do you have a favorite trap? Um, I'm probably pretty much on the same exact page with Joe on this one. I think the most effective one was the uh, tongue one at the beginning. I thought it did a decent job saying just like this gruesome tone that they're going for. I was going to say like until I heard Joe speak, I just assumed that just Saw is just a, a franchise inherently not for me because I just do not enjoy these traps. It's not like some like bad horror movie where it's like oh it's silly or whatever it's fine this is a bad horror movie where it's just like oh i don't want to watch this i'm this is gross i'm miserable right now and you were telling me out of the theater oh this you'll definitely not like this the other ones because they are um this one's like well they're all like that to me (laughs) this one's apparently like tame but now that i'm hearing from joe Apparently that oh no they are silly fun in some of the sequels in some of the that sequels, is not inconsistent with what I said it's tame relative to the over the top ones because the over top ones are even more brutal I could see enjoying them if they are like silly but like which one did the guy die from like nerve toxin was that in four or five that one fucks with me I I, I don't remember which one because I'm, I'm thinking of like the plot of two right now you are breathing in the deadly nerve agent. Well, the big difference is the victims in this aren't just assholes, like very cartoony assholes. They're cops. They're not a racist tied to a car, uh, bless Lincoln Park. They're not like, you know, a cheating girlfriend in the middle of two dudes she's fucking with. There's no like cartoony 1980s (laughs) bullshitness about the people. They're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, I'm in a trap. And yeah, the traps are mechanically less creative. Like there were a couple things that made this more hardcore you could kind of pick out. I will say like because I could acknowledge oh the the thing or thing like that was clever enough but like I didn't I didn't I did not enjoy a second of watching that. Neither did I. Uh, I that was my least favorite trap. I thought that one was too intense for me. I think the um, hot wax was probably the most intense for me. Just uh, watching, that didn't like, bother that. me because because the cloth over her head. I was like oh it's not a real person. Same actually. <laughs> that was probably the least intense for me for that reason. I I I think it was just. Cutting to the like knife in her neck. Oh yeah, is what got to me. That would fuck with me because that That's kept being like, Ugh. yeah. So, saw movies are known for two things: they're known for their traps and they're known for their twists. Joe, I have a feeling I know how you feel about the twists in this movie. Let me guess: you hated it. I wouldn't go as far as to say I hated oh, it. Okay. I just did not care for it. It's a little different than most saw twists, where I feel like. We all saw it coming, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't like stupidly out of left field like all Saw movies were. This one kind of made sense. Uh, I didn't think... I, I will say this. Um, it kind of makes sense. Whoever did this has another motive. some personal. However, I did not think it was going to be who it ended up being. 
did you think it was still going to be Sam Jackson? No. Well, for starters, okay. I knew it was not going to be Sam Jackson because you see him in a trap in one of the trailers. That's why I don't watch trailers past the first one. I thought they were just going to pull something completely out of left field. Imagine if it was like Kramer's Alive. <laughs> I, I am still holding out hope that if they ever make any more Saw movies, I'm holding out hope that John Kramer has an evil twin brother. Uh, same. Or he like has risen. One of the two. That's unfortunately one of the big things that really hurts the movie is Tobin Bell's absence. I would agree. He is missed. At least we got a photo of him. Do you think it pigsaws a good jigsaw quickly? Uh, it's whatever. I, I probably like them better than, I wouldn't say Amanda. I think I like Amanda more. Maybe maybe more than Hoffman. I don't like Hoffman much. I think I like him more than Hoffman. I was going to say, I think I might like this guy more than Hoffman. As far as cop jigsaw killers go, I got to say, this is number one. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, what do you think of Pigsaw slash The Final Twist? I, I got to say, I like Pigsaw because it's like an inversion of the old 1980s victim rules. Instead of like Reagan year, it's like authoritarian right don't fuck, don't use drugs, don't be cool, or the killer comes for you. Um, it's more like libertarian left. Like, don't be a cop that's supposed to protect the community and then ends up acting like a gang member and, like, murdering people. You know, so that that was that was pretty fun about, like, Big Saw. It helped me cope with the post-Ferguson stuff we've been dealing with through horror movie. And uh, as far as the twist, I gotta say, I had my stupid hat on. I was fucking dumb when uh th- when I he got that box with his partner skiing in it i was like oh man fuck i like that guy shit what about his kid and then you know his partner pops up and he's like hello sir and i was like oh i didn't see that coming you were like oh hello zap yeah it was it was actually pretty nice and um are we talking about the final part of samuel jackson's final trap is that also covered yeah, by we the can, twist? We can, we can, you can talk about it if you want to I think that real-life SWAT teams are more frightening than anything in any Saw movie, so it kind of worked for me. Plus, um, I, it was it was nice because Chris Rock's character doesn't just... He, he, he gets shown that, like, the thin blue line that is supposed to be made out of loyalty does not extend to any black people who are, you know, perceived to have a gun. It's like, he's he's onto it before. He thinks that, like, individual cops are corrupt. Then he sees that the whole system murders people. Like, that's what that final bit was about. And in the theater, it was fucking wild watching them react to that because it was a lot of, like, laughs and, like, talking up until that thing happened. And I was just like, oh, no, it's Black Klansman again. Fuck. And it, it was... <laughs> oh, it's real! <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I I liked that the ending twist was shit got real, but I'm mad he didn't say game over. So I said the same fucking thing to you, didn't I? I said zero out of ten. He didn't say game over. That also upset me. It doesn't matter how contemporary and clever it is. That whole thing they built up with the pig puppet. Brilliant. Ten out of ten. But they didn't say game over. So this movie's trash. It feels like it's a, a war crime to play Hello Zep, but not have a game over. Rain, again, I, I think your perspective is interesting because, again, this is your first Saw movie. You seem to just not give a shit about the twist. Um, Yes, I. it was just good enough for me to not call it, like, an actively stupid twist. Like, it was, I don't know, for me personally, it was really obvious. It was him once we saw his dead body and we were never got to see him actually have to go through a trap and have to, like, we just skipped straight to the result quote unquote like i was like oh well it has to be him because it could have just it could just 
you know, stapled, not stapled, uh, tattooed that tattoo on anyone. It, it was, I, I couldn't stop, um, I know it's like near the end of the movie, I couldn't just, for the rest of the movie, I couldn't get this out of my head, how it is funny that the um, anti-cop saw killer looks just like uh, a slightly taller Ben Shapiro. I find that hilarious. <laughs> and, um, yeah, as um as a villain, I feel like, like a lot of aspects of this movie, it's just good enough that, like, I don't hate it, but, like, I just, I'm, I'm very lukewarm on it otherwise. It, it just good enough. Uh, I just want to say something real quick. Uh, the nerve gas house trap I was talking about earlier, that was from Saw 2. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I had it in my head. It wasn't. Cool. For me, I honestly thought the twist, I, okay, so Randy and I both walking out of the theater, we both agreed we saw it coming. But for me, the twist wasn't necessarily, I mean, the twist was obvious, like, oh, it's your partner who you thought was dead. But for me, the real twist came in was the motivation. Yeah. When it was like, oh, that guy, your partner shot, that's his kid. And then and they cut to the thing that's like, this is because of him, your father. That's why I'm doing this. And I was like, oh, it's a wordplay. That's what really sold that ending for me, more or less. It was the, the I thought the motivation was sufficiently engaging that it made the twist as a whole work for me. But I'm surprised. I honestly thought, Joe, you would not like the ending at all. But it seems to me that's not. I, I just want to say real quick, what do you think is the core of why you don't like it? Just one, give I, me a sentence or two. I think my my whole point about it wanting to say something, but it's all very surface level and doesn't go all the way with it. I think that's my biggest issue with it. Okay. I I, I think if you if you have something to say, you either go big or you just go home. It didn't do enough. Okay, that is it, fair. It, I can respect that. Do, that's a valid. It did not do enough for me. I don't know. I'll, I'll say this because sometimes movies are just better on second viewings. I literally saw this an hour before we originally wanted to record this. So who knows? Maybe, maybe time will tell. I might lighten up on it. I, I've had stranger things happen, but for right now, yeah, this is the worst Saw movie for me. You know what? And I, I respect that. I completely understand where you're coming from, except come on, man. Saw five sucks. Well, yeah. Saw five is pretty bad. Saw five is just bad. I, I, I don't, even, I don't even like the ending in that one where it's like, oh, you had to be in the coffin. Like, that one just annoyed me for some reason. I don't know why. I, I actually kind of <laughs> liked that, though. I don't know why it annoys me. It's weird. But anyway, we have a final segment, a bit of a tradition here at the Bomb Squad podcast. Tanner's Trivia Corner. I have some trivia for you guys. You ready? Cool. Uh, okay. So first off, I'm sure we've all heard this story. Chris Rock, as it turns out, is a huge Saul fan. He's like us. Wow. He's just like me. He's a big Saul fan. He came to Lionsgate with a pitch. He has, I don't know why he's not credited in the movie, but he should have a story by credit. I don't know why he's not credited, but he should have a story by credit, which would make him the second actor in the Saul franchise to have a writing credit and star in the movie. First being the guy from the first movie, right? Didn't he like, say his name? Joe Tobin Bell, right? No, Lee Winnell. Oh yeah, right, Lee Winnell. Oh yeah, because he was in the first one. That's right. Yeah, he's in the first one. Yeah, he's. Uh, I always he's the, the he's the guy that gets game overed. Yeah, I always forget that. This is the first Saw movie not to come out in October, and I will say, doesn't that feel wrong a little yes. bit? Yes. <laughs> I like Austin. Like I, I again, I still enjoyed the movie. I wonder if I would like it more if it was in October. <laughs> I was gonna say this um, when I saw Jigsaw. 
when that came out, I saw it on Halloween. And that, that's the right way to see it, man. I, I was going to say, I, I, I think that's probably why I enjoy it so much. I wonder if you'll come around to Spiral like I've come and kind of come around to Jigsaw because I used to hate it. Watching I, the second time, the twist works a lot better for me. It's like, I, oh, that happened 10 years ago. Yeah, this is stupid. I love it. I assume <laughs> that it'll all come around on it. Uh, but I hope you do. T- time will tell. We'll, we'll figure it out. Instead of it's Halloween, it's it must be Saw, it was just Justin Timberlake saying, it's gonna be May. Like, fuck this. <laughs> it's gonna be Saw. Just Tobin Bell's face photoshopped with uh, Justin Timberlake hair that looks like ramen noodle. Um, one of the working titles of this movie was The Organ Donor. I don't know. I, I just thought that sounded funny. There were apparently 50 minutes of Chris Rock ad-libs cut out from the movie. I can believe that. Apparently, there were a lot of times where director Darren Lynn Bozeman, which by the way, fourth time directing a Saw movie. And that's one of the things that I think helped the movie. Having a series for veteran helm. The Joe disagrees, but I thought it helped. I I hope that it would help because, uh, yeah, no, uh, Darren Lynn Bozeman directed Saw 4. I, I really like Saw 4. Two and three. Yeah, he also did two and three, which those are also solid Saw movies. And he uh, also did uh, Repo, the Genetic Opera, one of the most overrated movies ever. Or uh, the Generic Opera, as I like to call it. Who even likes that movie? A lot uh, of people, believe it or not. I actually know a lot of friends who like that movie, and I don't get it. I assumed that Joe liked it, and when he told me he did it, I was surprised, because I just assumed he'd be one of those people. I think I saw 20 minutes of it once. It was like, oh, I like this. I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I don't remember anything about it, though. Are they all girls with Invader Zim backpacks? Is yes. This- okay. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Rain's a girl with an Invader Zim backpack? He only saw 20 minutes of it. I saw 20 minutes of it and liked it, but don't remember any of it. So uh, I don't, doing the math, I don't know. Probably, I guess. Speaking of things cut out of the movie, there's an entire trap missing from the movie. And I have a theory as to who was supposed to be in the trap. Remember that one black detective that's featured heavily oh, and yeah. then just fucking disappears off the face of the earth? That's true. I bet it was a trap with him. Because they build it up. Apparently, they cut. it was cut out of the movie because no matter how many times they edited the trap down, it would get them an NC-17 rating. No oh, wow. matter what. They submitted to it like 12 plus times and they couldn't get an R unless the scene was cut entirely. I can't wait for the unrated Blu-ray. Oh, I, no. Uh, it's, that's a salt tradition, baby. No, I have the opposite reaction because I, I I was uncomfortable with all these. I can't imagine seeing one that was even that went even farther. But maybe it was so that, over the top ridiculous. Maybe, maybe. That, that's true. That's also a fair point, though, Rain. If, if these traps were like far more disturbing than any other Saw movie, I, I don't know why I'd be excited. But who knows? This was something I noticed in the movie and I meant to point it out to you, Rain, but I forgot to. The police basement vault door, the one that she, you have to crack yeah. open, it says Jules and Vincent. Oh, oh, that's a Pulp Fiction reference. Oh, it's a Pulp Fiction reference, baby. Keep, keep in mind, his name is also Zeke. And I wonder if that's a reference to Ezekiel 2517. Well, maybe, maybe the writers of Jigsaw are a big fan of Pulp Fiction because the writers of Jigsaw also wrote this movie. Same exact writers. And his dad lived in apartment number seven, which is a reference to the movie they're trying to make. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hate this movie. This is the first movie in the franchise, not the first movie in the franchise without Tobin Bell. And I think we agreed, even those of us who liked it, we miss our man. It's not Saw without him. We love you, Tobin. 
And final piece of random trivia, just because I thought it was funny that the IMDb page sits this out. This is the second film in the series to be framed at 2.39 by one. <laughs> first one was Jigsaw. Oh. It's the first one with the widescreen aspect ratio, apparently. I just think it's funny that the IMDb page thought that was relevant. Final body count, seven. Oh, interesting. And none of, well, actually, parts of them were in a box. Never mind, I can't say that. <laughs> so, any departing thoughts on Spiral before we go, Joe? This was, um, I, I kind of feel how, like Tanner when he watched Jigsaw for the first time. I, I feel like the tables have turned where I feel that the spirit of Saw was not in this movie. I went in excited and had my hopes diminished. So I don't know. Maybe a second <laughs> viewing will help. But yeah, no, I I was disappointed with this. Um, it's right now... Until I see it a second time, it's what I would say the worst Saw movie, like right under five. The king has been dethroned. Yeah, no, I thought it was bad. Austin. I I didn't realize until I saw this movie how much I wanted to ditch the chronology of all the players in the previous Saw movies. But finally being able to live in that world where I'm not trying to keep track of everybody, it was a really fun time. I thought the ways that they tried to bounce around the traps and show less didn't actually work for me very well. But, you know, it's not like you're getting that stuff in any movies other than Saw, so you take what you can get. I think it's going to do more for Saw than for Chris Rock. Like, his acting career isn't going anywhere different out after this. But I think the Saw movies may learn to lighten up and not just exclusively feature characters who are like, Oh, fuck! Yeah, I'm sorry, I murdered that kid! Fuck! All the time, you know? And, uh, yeah, it was it was good to have my, my friend back. It was good to have, be back reunited with this series because, you know, I, I, I never really wanted to die. It's like my Simpsons. Rain, final thoughts on Saul from the Book of Spiral, and by that I mean Spiral from the Book of Saul. Have you seen Saul or have you Saul seen? Rain. Just watch Seven. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love Spiral. Watch Seven still. Just watch Seven. It's a great movie. <laughs> Can we all can we all second the the seven recommendation? Watch, watch seven. Yeah, watch yeah. the Just rest watch of the seven. Saw movies. You'll probably have a much more fun time. Uh, I will say this: I have noticed a trend with my uh, favoritism towards Saw sequels because my top three Saw sequels are three, six, and Spiral, which is the ninth movie. I'm noticing a pattern. It's multiples of three, baby. Joe, say the thing. Oh, three. <laughs> Thank you. And thank you, my faithful listener slash viewer, for listening slash watching to this podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or if you're listening to it, make sure you're following us and leave a review on whatever audio platform you're on. If you are watching this podcast, make sure you like and comment below. What do you think of Spiral? What do you think of the Saw movies? Do you want us to cover the other Saw movies? Go ahead, comment down, let us know. And while you're down there, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know when we upload stuff and then hit the bell icon so you really know when we upload stuff. Thank you guys very much for watching and I will see you next. Fuck, hold on. (laughs) Let me try that again. Let me try that again. Did you really think that that was good enough? I warned you. I warned you that you had to say nice things about this movie and you didn't listen. Tanner's dead. 
and it's your fault. And I currently have trained assassins going to each of your locations, my apprentices, my other puppet souls, going to your locations and are going to end you. This is revenge. This is revenge for the name you smeared. My father, Sexist Todd, is a good man, and he does not deserve the disparaging that you guys gave him. Your lives are over. It's done. Finished. Well, since I'm gonna die, peace, bitches. Game over.